Thank you for tuning into the Michael Crane.live podcast. He is an entrepreneur and mentor with over 20 years of experience as a property investor, stock market trader, and office supplies industry expert. On his podcast, he invites fellow entrepreneurs and business owners to share their journey in business so you can learn and take inspiration for your own business and also motivate the next batch of entrepreneurs starting out on their business journey. Stay tuned to the podcast today and hear how our guest Michael went from starring in his one-man show on Broadway to starting his daily e-newsletter and how he has combined it with a line of high-quality clothing for Shakespeare fans everywhere around the globe. And on today's podcast, we have Michael Van Osh. He is originally hailing from Canada. He's been in the business world for over 25 years and got his start in sports marketing before moving on to advertising. When he was in his mid-30s, he made a huge career change to become a professional actor and most notably starred in and toured the one-man Broadway show, Defending the Caveman, which appeared in theatres across the US and Canada. Michael and his wife settled in Atlanta in 2010, where he became director of marketing and development for a large non-profit theatre company. With the COVID pandemic, closing down theatres, he has had to change to his own business. Michael is the founder of harkjournal.com and harkclothingco.com. It's a daily two-minute email meditation based on Shakespeare's wisdom to help people start their day off on the right foot. Michael told me before we started today, I wanted to give Shakespeare fans a brand of their own to show the world. And so Hark was born. That is where I shall stop and pass over to you, Michael. So welcome to the podcast today. Let's kick this podcast off. And let me ask you, how has Shakespeare saved you during the COVID lockdown? Well, first of all, Michael, thanks for having me on. This is a great honor. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, all of us entrepreneurs are st- staying together, sticking together. And this is, a, I love your podcast. I think it's wonderful. So, um, you know, I've been entrepreneurial my whole life, uh, even though for most of the time I've had certain jobs uh, it's really come to the fore now since the COVID uh, crisis. So um, what happened to me was you alluded to it, and that is that, you know, as a marketing director and, and fundraising director for a theater company, when COVID hit, we went dark and they're, you know, basically shut down or went to halftime and then were furloughed and, and the whole nine yards. So it came to to the point where I was sitting at home with basically nothing to do, and that's not good. Uh, uh, boredom, you know, the whole bit. And 
like everybody else in the world, feeling a little strangled in quarantine and, and not appreciating it and uh, finding how do we deal with all of these new uh, situations and emotions. And so I just kind of got busy. Now, I've been an actor, as you said, but I was never a huge Shakespeare fan. But what happened was I, uh, and I don't even know where it came from, but I was watching a filmed version of Coriolanus by Shakespeare. It was a filmed version of the Ontario Stratford Festival, uh, which is, you know, very, very top quality theater. And um, there was a quote in Coriolanus that said, action is eloquence. And I thought, action is eloquence. Yeah, that, isn't that true? And I'm sitting here not doing much. So let's get some action on and let's do something. And I thought, well, if, you know, it's been used for hundreds of years, obviously, but if Shakespeare made this little impact on me just, just now, maybe I can help others get a little bit of a, uh, a zing to their day or start their day off right too. And let's, let's go ahead and see if, you know, we can't apply Shakespeare quotes to the modern world, to our modern situation, and use that as a way to start the, start the day with a, with a meditation or a motivation. It was only about, you know, two minutes long, a, a, an email that we sent out every day. And so I started that. I put together a website and started sending that out and used social media to promote it with really no money behind it. And it's really started to take off, you know, I mean, the last number of months really started to take off. And I think people, well, I'm getting a lot of good feedback. People like it. They appreciate it. Sure, it's not for everyone. But um, so that's kind of where that's kind of where it, it started. You know, I mean, we uh, I wasn't a huge Shakespeare fan, but I, I'm finding some real value in it that I never thought I would. And so I think other people are, too. That's really interesting. But what do you think people are really liking about their two-minute meditation per day? No, what I'll do is I'll pick a quote, and uh, I also have a couple of writers that I'm that are working with me too, and we'll pick a quote, and we'll just start the the email off with the with the quote, a paragraph about the scenario within the play where it happens, just to give some context, and then relate that. You know, it's all about then it stops being Shakespeare, and it's relating it to our current lives. So action is eloquence. You know, this took place with Coriolanus's mother saying this to him during this time in the play, et cetera. Just a paragraph on that. But then the rest of the quick email is, so what can action is eloquence mean for your life? And, you know, give examples and that sort of thing so that they feel like it's usable for them. Um, and there's so, I mean, we could probably do that forever. There's so much, so much richness in Shakespeare, even if you're not a big Shakespeare fan that just uh, it lends itself to this. And I'm certainly not the first one that's ever done this, but I'm doing it for me now and people seem to be enjoying it and we're going from there. And what do you think the next level is for you, Michael? Well, I think it's, it's really to help grow this newsletter. Newsletters are very hot these days. Um, but for me, I wanna keep this short, sweet and useful for people. Um, you know, I'm not a Shakespeare scholar. I didn't study Shakespeare, um, but I'm learning more and more about it. And so as I take my journey forward, I hope to, you know, help some people out there too. And it may be the kind of thing that you subscribe to for three months and then say, okay, well, that's, I've had that. That's, I don't want it anymore. Or some people may just continue to be on for the long haul. But um, the goal too is just to help people get going in the morning or face a certain situation and, uh, but not have to read an encyclopedia to get it. 
So are you finding a lot of people that are subscribing today are generally actors or are they from all walks of life? Well, it's hard to tell, right? Because uh, the people that respond back to me are not, you know, I mean, not most, most of them don't, they just read it. So it's hard to tell who's who, but I definitely know that some people in the theater world are, are subscribers, but then I've noticed too others, just, just Shakespeare fans, regular life folks that, that happen to enjoy Shakespeare and one or two like me who said, hmm, this is interesting. I'll give it a try and go from there. So it's a, it's, I believe it's a real smattering of people. Just want to take you on to your one-man Broadway show now, Defending the Caveman. What a great title for a <laughs> play. I've never heard of it personally, but I have to tell you, during COVID, I'm beginning to feel a bit like a caveman in lockdown. So tell me a little bit more about this one man show and what happened. How yeah. did it come about? Was it your inspiration? You know, being an actor is, is really being an entrepreneur. Uh, in some cases, you have a lot less control than the average entrepreneur because you're waiting for someone to point at you and say, I'm going to cast you because I like you. And, you know, that could be for a million different reasons. Um, but uh, it was a comedy written by Rob Becker. And uh, he did it on Broadway for, oh, I think it still holds the record as far as number of nights on Broadway for a one-man show. And this was back in the 90s. And then um, they they kind of expanded it. And, and I was one of the guys lucky enough to be able to get the show. I think we had about six of us at that time going all over North America and outside of North America too, doing this one man show. And it's really defending the Cayman. It was all about the battle of the sexes, but it did it in a way that said, listen, men and women are different, but that doesn't mean one or the other is bad. Uh, and so uh, it was a comedy and people loved it and it was great to make people laugh, but they also got a lot out of it saying, you know, I kind of understand my husband a little bit better now, or yeah, I understand, see why my wife does that. And, and so it was a great experience. And acting is really an entrepreneurial pursuit. You know, it really, you're out there, you're trying to build your own promotional uh, way through things. And um, it, was a, it was a great learning experience. It was a lot of fun. I feel very blessed for having done it. Yeah. And is that why you left your successful marketing career to start the one man show? Cool. No, I left it because I was absolutely burned out. Uh, yeah, after after years in sports marketing and then advertising, I got to the point where I said, I, you know, the money's great, but I'm not happy. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get to a point like that where something just clicks and they say, I just, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Before my life gets away from me, I need to do something else. And so that's when I said, I got to do something creative. I got to do it for me. Uh, I know the money won't be there. So hopefully, hopefully things will work out and you jump off the cliff without a net and you just, you know, you just see what happens. And I've kind of always had that mindset of between risking it and not risking it. I always try to risk it, not foolishly. And some people would say that was foolish, but you know, um, Hey, I'm still here. I didn't explode. Uh, I had some real success. I loved it. And, you know, I don't really act anymore. I decided to move on. But it was a great, you know, six to 10 year period that I can always go back to as well. So, yeah. 
What do you think the one thing was, the light bulb moment that told you change was going to come and it had to come for your own well-being? When you find it hard to get out of bed in the morning and go to whatever you're supposed to go to, that's a huge sign. You know, and I think that we, with all the pressures, financial, et cetera, that we all go through, it's hard to make that decision, but you can make yourself sick in a way, you know, if not physically, then mentally. And, and I didn't want to get to my deathbed and go, oh, you know, I wish I'd tried something. And so that's, to me, it wasn't a risk. It was a necessity. A necessity built up on how you were feeling at the time. But do you, what were the things that were making you feel like this? Was it a lack of sleep, for example? Was it lack of exercise? Was it too much alcohol after a day's work? No, it was, it was more the work itself. Uh, you know, I mean, after a while, uh, it was, I didn't care about creating another advertising campaign. I didn't care about, you know, you know, this client or that client the way I had when, when I was younger and had more energy for it. So I knew that while I was still young in my mid thirties, that I had to try something else, you know, you know, what motivates you and what doesn't motivate you. And those things change. And, uh, I really try to listen to that. And, and, and that's why I made the change, you know, and, and it was, it was one of those things. It was a major change in life. And I, and I just say, Oh, wow. Thank God I made it. Thank God I made it. Thank God I tried. I had some success. I'm not the next Robert De Niro. There's only one of those and that's okay you know, and, and moving on and be thankful for what you have. And I've always been an idea person. So new ideas come and you just act on them. Do you think you've always been an entrepreneur or were you an entrepreneur trapped in somebody else's business? And that was stifling your energy and your will to move things forward. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think that a lot of entrepreneurial folks like you and like me and like folks that are listening sometimes have a hard time working for other people. Um, you know, I mean, I wasn't a combative type of person, but I always would back myself and my own ideas and, you know, open to other things, of course. But, um, you know, I, I think that there's some some people that would rather listen to their own management experience or their own ideas and make those work and other people that are fine to not be able to have to do that. So what type of entrepreneur would you say you are? A great planner or someone who just has an idea and pretty much acts on instinct? Yeah, I'd say it's probably a bit of both, but I would say probably the uh, have an idea and act on it. Have an idea and act on it. And I, and I always say that I think that's the key is, is that it goes back to action is eloquence acting on it because we've all said and we've all know people that have said you know i had that idea 15 years ago i wish i'd done something about it and you look at somebody that did and you go wow geez why didn't i do that so you know i hate that feeling when i get a creative idea i try to take it as far as i possibly can if i think it's going to work and that's that's how the heart clothing company came about you know, uh, that even came about before Hark Journal by about a year. And I was just fooling around with it because I thought, as you mentioned in the intro, hey, all these, because I was in the theater, so I was very well aware of it. But I was like, you know, athletes and, and sports fans all have these brands like Nike and Adidas and, and, and then their teams like, uh, you know, the 
you name it, the Chelsea Football Club, go Chelsea, uh, or, you know, any other number of teams in any sport across the world that they cheer for. So what do theater and or Shakespeare fans have for that? What are they going to put on that they can say, hey, this represents me, this jersey I'm wearing or this T-shirt or this sweatshirt, whatever. And I thought, well, let's just do something about that. Now, I'm not a graphic artist, but I have a real uh, head for design over being in advertising and that sort of thing. So I just started mocking up some what I thought might be cool t-shirts and hoodies and that kind of thing and threw them on a website and they started to get some attention. Now, you know, I'm not making hundreds of thousands of dollars yet from it and maybe never will, but um, I, I love it. You know, people are out there and they're purchasing stuff that I thought up and created and put online. And that's what I would encourage people that are listening to do. Give it a shot, throw it out there. Don't wait for things to be perfect. If that's the one thing I would say to people is like, don't wait for something to be perfect because it's never going to be. And either someone will beat you to the punch or you'll lose the energy for it. Just go for it. Get to 80% and ship it. Get to 80% and ship it. Done is always better than perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell me more about your Hark clothing company. That sounds like a lot of hard work if you don't have the right systems and processes in place in order to get the clothing to the end user. So tell me and our listeners a little bit more about how you do the hard stuff, the yeah. stuff that goes on in the dark yeah, you know, and we're in the perfect time of history right now for anyone to be able to do something like this because of drop shifting, because of drop shipping, I should say, because of print on demand companies. You know, it makes it very easy. You don't have to, you know, buy an inventory and of a thousand shirts and have them all printed and hope it sells. Go the other way. Use a tool like I do, like Shopify. Shopify connected to a uh, print-on-demand company like Printful is the one that I use a lot. And so when someone places an order, you know, it's never been created until they place the order. Then they place the order. I pay the, the wholesale price for it to be, you know, printed on the way I want and packaged and sent out to the customer. And they pay a little more and the difference is what I make. And so, you know, it's, it's sure there would be a lot more more profit margin if I was bigger and had, uh, you know, bought shirts a hundred at a time with one, with one logo printed on them, but I don't have the market and the clientele for that yet. So instead of wasting money and trying to do that and hope they sell, you create, put it online, create graphically only, put it online, place like Shopify and see what sells and let the market decide what sells and then have it fulfilled through a drop shipper and a print on demand company. So there's so many things out there. People just Google, you know, Google those kinds of things. There's so many ways to make things like that happen. Now we're so lucky compared to even 20 years ago. Was this the original plan when you went into your Hark clothing company to set up through Shopify? Because certainly in the UK, I'm not sure how many entrepreneurs, business owners, know too much about the likes of Shopify, Etsy, those sorts of companies. So how, what inspired you to go down that route in the first place? It was just research, Michael. You know, I mean, I had the idea and thought, well, how can I do this? And, 
as entrepreneurs, we're, I think, a very curious lot. And I was always subscribed to various marketing newsletters, uh, you know, watching stuff on social media all the time and investigating, okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? And this looks like a good option, but let me let me Google something else and try and figure out what else other people are doing for this. And so um, that's basically it, you know, kind of re- doing your research. And you can do so, it quickly these days. So for the budding entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, what one piece of advice would you give them to start a dropshipping business? You know, I, I think that probably one of the keys is you must be interested in what you're doing. Um, if you, you know, if you aren't interested in it, you won't have the energy to last through it because it doesn't happen overnight. There are going to be ups and downs. Who knows if it's going to make it? As we all know, you know, the chances of businesses making it are not high. But by the same token, if you don't start, you know, you can't, you can't finish. So start with something that interests you or at least you like and you like the process of it so that you can continue to move forward. Like I would not be interested in a business around insurance products, just not for me, not, you know, my mind doesn't work that way. It doesn't interest me. It's boring for me. So I wouldn't do that, you know? So I took what I was interested in, which was the arts. And as I said, I wasn't even a huge Shakespeare fan, but I thought that's really interesting. There, there are millions of Shakespeare fans around the world, but I don't see anyone kind of catering to them except slapping a, uh, a quote on a t-shirt and throwing it up on some site. And let's, that's why I thought, well, well, let's take our branding knowledge here and our marketing knowledge and let's give them a brand like Nike or Adidas and call it Hark as a perfect Shakespeare word, Hark, and, and you know, see if we can build it for them and make us money at the same time. And on that note, Michael, we are going to stop for a very short break. And when we come back, we're going to be speaking about harkjournal.com, the business you founded. And what we're going to talk about is how you build a net newsletter network readership. And now we are coming back for the second part of our podcast. I have Michael Van Osh with me today. And in the first half, we spoke about the business he founded, harkjournal.com, a newsletter business. So, Michael, how did you start this business? And what are your goals to building your readership? Parkjournal.com, wisdom for a better life and career from the world's greatest writer, delivered daily to your inbox. We distill Shakespeare's words into two-minute meditations to guide you for the day ahead. Join Shakespeare fans around the globe and sign up free at harkjournal.com. Yeah, sure. And uh, by the way, thank you for that scotch and soda at the break. That was great. Um, (laughs) Really what I did was, you know, after, as we talked about before, as I had the idea and then did my research and it took me a number of months to get to the point where I uh, had the the real idea distilled down to what it should be, uh, had done a lot of research on how newsletters work, 
uh, how to build a site and get some help on that. Some, um, you know, what email provider to use, that sort of thing. And all that kind of stuff's out there. I just researched it myself and tried different things. And there you go. I mean, a lot of trial and error as well. But, um, you know, I put almost no money behind this from a marketing perspective because as theaters shut down, you know, the income stops. And so uh, I hope a lot of people hear this. I mean, we're only about six months old. And the way that I've ch chosen to build this is mostly through social media. And so uh, the the, func the focus for my social media has been really on Instagram first and Facebook second, a little bit of Twitter. But um, again, I find that you can't do everything everywhere. And so I really tried to narrow it down to what I thought was the best. And um, Instagram is growing so much and it's it's so um, visually oriented that I thought it would be perfect. And so that's what we've done. And, and I, I made him a commitment to make a post on Instagram at least once a day. And so, you know, for Hark Clothing Company, also known as BardShirts.com, uh, that's with the original title. And then for Hark Journal, the newsletter, you know, I make I make an Instagram post at least once a day. That's every day. That's, I mean, yeah, I've missed a couple here and there, but um, I remember hearing an entrepreneur talk uh, a couple of years ago and she was saying, I just committed for a year to make a post a day. And it took a while, but things started to take off. And I was like, I can do that. You know, I mean, I, I don't need to sit and, and watch TV every night, you know, or, or while I'm doing that, I can make posts, you know? So it's, it's, it's taking that commitment and, and really saying, this is, this is for me, this is for my family. This is, this is something I'm going to do. And, um, you know, the other side of it too, is that it's a daily email. So that takes, that's a lot of content, even though it's only a two minute read, it's a lot of content as well. So, you know, put to, found a couple of very good writers that could also help me and were affordable to me. And we've worked like a very well-oiled machine after a few bumps and hiccups. And, uh, and, th and then that's the goal, to continue to get it out there on social media and encourage subscribers through draws for free t-shirts and free sweatshirts and that sort of thing to sign up if they haven't already on Instagram and Facebook. And um, there's a, the other piece to building the audience here is that I've also reached out to a lot of Shakespeare theater companies in the U.S. and Canada and done Zoom interviews with them that I then put on the Hark Journal website as well to help them promote what they're doing during COVID, but also they're a natural audience for my newsletter as well, and so are their followers. So it made sense that if I helped them, then I'd get some exposure as well, and we could help each other. And so that's that's the other side of the promotion to it is involving other organizations. With regard to the content, where do you continually find the inspiration to share with your newsletter readers? Well, I, I think for our case, it's, it's a little easier than some, I would guess, because, you know, we could probably talk about Shakespeare quotes from now till we're both very old men and still not go over the same one twice. Uh, but even if we did have to start at the beginning again with a Shakespeare quote that we did three years ago, the times would change, would have changed and myself or the other writer who's helping to write it 
is probably different and we take a different take on what that means for you know today in 2035 whatever it is so yeah so for us it's a it is a it's a continuing uh inspiration that that, that comes from the bard so if shakespeare was writing about covid right now what do you think he would be writing well you know that's a great question you ask because he wrote during the plague theaters were shut down uh, many times during his lifetime and his career and some of his best plays were written while he was in quarantine like we are so you know king lear and and plays like that were written during lockdown were written during the plague so um i'm thinking wow if if he can write a masterpiece then i can do something <laughs> but you know i i think he would probably just be creating the next thing and as entrepreneurs that's what we're doing we're creating the next thing you know someone asked me on an interview well do we need another blog or newsletter about shakespeare and to me that's like saying well do we need another person to write the next great book do we need uh whoever's your favorite actor to do the next movie haven't we seen it all no we haven't seen it all um so why wouldn't you so you you can't let people that take that kind of tack whether they're joking or not you know you you got to let that stuff roll off your back and keep moving forward if you know in your heart that this is an idea then go just go so i can very much sense it's a passion hark journal is your passion but how do you foresee monetizing your newsletter well and that's that's really the the connection there between the newsletter and then the hark clothing company because the hark clothing company gives us material to be able to merchandise to the subscribers of hark journal uh whether like i said sweatshirts whatever we've made some some really cool uh commemorative uh coins with uh shakespeare on one side and quotes like action is eloquence on the other side that people can carry around in their pocket to remind them to take action on a daily basis whatever they're doing so so that's that's how we're trying to to do that to to provide things to people that are meaningful and relevant to the hark journal experience what's your goal for harkjournal.com you know um i don't know if uh, your listeners have read the article by kevin kelly about a thousand true fans all you need to do is 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 uh, google that kevin kelly 1000 true fans and and i that's a very inspirational short article that says in the in the online marketing world in the online business world if you can find a thousand true fans you can make a living now true fans means they're going to read everything you put out there they're going to buy everything that you make they're going to you know support you and be the be the word of mouth around town about other people joining it so whatever your project or or product or service is that's my initial goal is to find and you, you may need 50,000 subscribers to get your 1000 true fans but take a look at that article if you're listening to this because it's really really interesting it's motivating and that's part of my goal get to that place where you have a thousand true fans and then 2000 and then 3000 you know and, and the newsletter may be 150,000 subscribers to to be able to get that but but we're not sure and so that's part of the goal the other part is you know i would love to see people in airports and other places where i go eventually wearing hark clothing company gear 
and, and see the big words hark across the chest and, and that sort of thing. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, that's part of the goal. So what next for Michael in your journey as an entrepreneur? Well, you know, frankly, it's it's keep working hard on this, but also at the same time, this is not a full-time gig yet as far as money coming in. You know, we've been doing it for about six months and we'll continue to work very hard at it, but I'm also going to be, you know, going on two tracks here. And that is what else can I do with my marketing background to bring in more money while we try and build this business? I mean, that's just the reality of it. Um, and so, you know, trying to balance both. Trying to balance both. If you if you're lucky enough to have a job and can do your your um, side gig until it gets going, then hallelujah. I mean that's kind of that's that's the way I see it. You know, is is um, you know probably take up another marketing job here soon and uh, continue this as much as I can in my off time until it gets to the point where I can say I don't need a job anymore and we're going to do this full time. After listening to our podcast today, Michael. What do you want our listeners to do to hear more about the projects you're currently working on? Well, you know, I think there's a couple of things. Obviously, you know, if you want to check out harkjournal.com, please do. If it's for you, sign up and try it. If not, you know, unsubscribe anytime. It's, it's all free. And um, you can see on, on there, harkclothingco.com. If, you, if you're a Shakespeare fan and want to look at the kind of merchandise and, and clothing that we're offering, that's fine. But the other part is, too, is that continue to look all over the place for marketers and uh, companies that are putting out information that can help you on your journey. I mean, just be a, be a sponge for all of that uh, information that's out there because there's so much and that can get overwhelming, but pick a few marketers or companies out there or newsletters that talk about marketing and how to build your business that you really like podcasts like this one, perhaps that will give you some inspiration and, and continue to listen to those, you know? I mean, there, there's a lot of resources out there and um, just take advantage of it. And on that note, Michael, I just wanna say thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast and all the best. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk. We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.